Hello, and welcome to Ami Sites, a podcast where your everyday questions about the SBA are answered with your host, Ami Kassar. Ami is the founder and CEO of Multifunding, an advisory company that helps you grow and stay in control of your business. Hello, everybody. I am Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is Randy Haken. Randy is a serial entrepreneur, angel investor, philanthropist, and educator, and wine angel who lives and works in the Bay Area. He currently coaches CEOs and is a business chair overseeing a peer group in the Bay Area. Randy also founded and runs the Gratitude Network, which provides coaching services to social entrepreneurs around the world. Our main topics will focus on learning all about the Gratitude Network today, what it is, and how can we get involved. Welcome, Randy, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Glad to be here. Randy, what's going on in this crazy COVID world? Well, as you can see here, I'm trying to take it easy just by the Christmas tree back here. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, uh, it is, it's been a remarkable year. I've been you know, sharing with a lot of the CEOs that we that I work with and that we work with through the Gratitude Network. It, it, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. You know, the Charles Dickens tale of two cities. But I, I feel like fundamentally we'll look back on this time and because it is time that's causing so much change and causing us all to reflect on what to do about that, that I think we're going to look back on a positive note. Uh, right now, it doesn't feel so positive for many people. And I recognize it's uh, very unfortunate for you know people that are getting ill and what have you. But it's uh, it certainly has been a, time, a, a year of change. That's certainly for sure. Tell us about what it's like coaching CEOs through all this. Well, um, and you know, I I coach both here in the Silicon Valley, so I've got a set of CEOs that uh, I work with monthly and then gratitude network now has 40 coaches and each of those coaches is matched up to uh, a deserving social entrepreneur and today we actually just had our final group gathering of our gratitude fellows so we had 30 fellows this year uh, that the coaches worked with and those they were relaying what their year has been like and it's been a quite a range i mean you ask what it's like some of them have been incredibly positive about running, you know, looking at what happened and using it to their advantage and trying to get ahead on the next step, which is not hard, which is very hard with a nonprofit. Others have had, you know, physical issues where they, several of them actually caught COVID and are recovering and are trying to think through how do they keep their nonprofits running during this time. So work with a wide range. Fortunately, they all had coaches because with a coach, at least you have someone to share this with, you can kind of share your innermost issues confidentially. And I, I think a lot of what they were telling us today on the final wrap-up call for the year was that they really appreciated having someone that they could share their challenges and their opportunities with. So let's take a step back on a high level. You're the founder of the Gratitude Network. What, what is it? And you know, I'm surprised that you didn't ask me, what is a wine angel? 
Ah, I thought that was going to We'll talk about that also. We'll come back and we'll talk about that because the two are actually related. So I'll, I'll come back and I'll share with you how being a wine angel supports Gratitude Network. Gratitude was something we started seven years ago. I have been teaching as a professor at UC Berkeley at the uh, MBA program there at the Haas Business School and really love, you know, working with young people, working with the whole coaching idea and a lot of young millennials, as you're probably aware, want to go into something where they can make social impact. That's sort of the thing, the Gen Z thing is, I'm going to take a job, but I also want to have impact, which, you know, the baby boomer in me, I wasn't necessarily looking for that, but that's today's young minds. And so I'm, there are tens of thousands of young professionals around the world wanting to do something to make impact. Gratitude basically runs, I guess you could call it a beauty contest for nonprofits and, and for-profit social entrepreneurs where they can apply for a fellowship. This year we had over 1,200 applications from all over the world and we just finished selecting for 2021. We'll have 34 fellows. So 34 from 1,200 and uh, something applications. And these are all incredible, particularly the ones we end up with when we narrow this down are, you know, Forbes 40 under 40, many of them make that list. And many of them will go on to have roles with the United Nations. And many of them will be leading significant size organizations. What they have in common, if they're chosen as a gratitude fellow is they're in the process of scaling up an, an organization, typically nonprofit that impacts children or impacts education. So anything up to college age. So we're working with social entrepreneurs who are impacting the most deserving children around the world who, who are unfortunately don't have the resources that children you know, here in the US might, might have or take for granted. And so we're, we've got entrepreneurs in India, eight different countries in Africa, South America, some of the most impoverished areas of South America. And then here in the US, where 40% of our applicants typically come from, it's a lot of inner city, Chicago, New York, Bay Area, LA, and working with youth in inner city situations to try to levitate their, their uh, situation. So that in a nutshell is gratitude. And the program itself that they get is a one-year coaching and expert advisor program. You could think of it as an accelerator. Uh, I think with, as each year goes on, it becomes more and more like an accelerator. And so we add things each year and it just gets deeper and deeper. But right now we're coaching the leader. We coach the CEO of each of those uh, next year, 34 fellows. And so with the coaches in our program who are mostly very experienced executive coaches with you know, 15, 20 years of uh, coaching experience, we match them carefully to each of these fellows. They work with them on a monthly basis throughout the year. The fellows get to know each other, just like a vistage group almost. They're in a cohort of leaders and they come together once every two months. They share issues, they solve problems together. We update them on leadership uh, ideas. And then they also have a series of webinars they can attend throughout the year on different leadership practices. 
We have a leadership summit, which is a four day event in typically in June. It was virtual this year. So we had all 30 of our fellows from all over the world virtually with speakers and with you know, topical breakouts on leadership, just kind of working on their organizations. And then the last piece is expert advisors. We have right now 75 uh, subject matter experts who've agreed to help. If they're introduced to a fellow, they will help for an hour and a half or two to dive into a specific issue that that fellow might be having. So if I'm fellow A and I'm working with my coach and I get to the fourth month and I say to my coach, we're really having financial difficulties. Can you help me? Can we talk this through? And the coach says, well, that's not my expertise. Let's call a gratitude expert advisor in who knows something about finance to work with you. And so that's how that system works. We have experts in finance, product, business development, marketing, social media, Africa, different countries within Africa, India. Uh, so they're either local or they're subject matter. That's and awesome. So that's, that's the program. What are some of the coolest, in your mind, some of the most fascinating uh, fellows? What are the projects they're working on? Oh, great question. You know, it, and I will say it's, it's an incredible blessing to work with this group because there are so many stories. And we, we tend, you know, through social media, we post a lot of these. The ones that, one of the most memorable to me is a young, a young lady in one of the African nations who is very lithe and tall. And she is a dancer. And her passion was to bring dance to children on the street. And she has created little academies where they take children off the street and they teach them how to become their own person just through dance, through movement and through people caring about them. That one hit the heart, you know. Another example, there is an organization called Ubango. And Nisha was our gratitude fellow about three years ago. And she has grown that Ubango, think of Sesame Street here in the U.S. for, for children. Ubango is the African version, uh, modern version, you know, current version of bringing cartoons and animation and learning and puppets and all these things together to spark children's imagination. And so Ubango is a media network, essentially. She's now impacting probably more than 5 million, possibly much more. I don't know what the impact is now, but as she grows and grows, she's impacting many children in Africa with a positive spin on things. So those are two that, that uh, come to mind. Uh, another one, a great example, just locally here. This last year, we had a young man, Dwayne Wilson, who runs an organization called SF Achievers in San Francisco. And they do all kinds of great things for young African-Americans in the Bay Area who want to go on to college. So it's, it's designed to encourage them, to give them the programs and the support they need to get them into college. And it's backed by some really wonderful local organizations and foundations. So he was able to get you know, a lot of resources focused on African, inner, inner city African-Americans and getting, and getting more African-American children into the college system. So those are kind of, you know, the, these things range widely, but the commonality, the common thread is children or education of children. 
have you seen COVID, COVID impact these ventures this year? Absolutely. You know, we had one young fellow who spoke at our leadership forum and she was so animated and she was excitedly explaining how she's, when COVID hit, it took her about two hours to realize I got to turn this into an opportunity. And so she took her, she would have been decimated because her, her organization provides classroom uh, experiences, no more, no more classrooms for her to do her work. So she pivoted quickly and designed something online and is making twice the amount of money this year that she had ever, that she made last year or twice what her budget was, which surprised her. But then when she thought about it, she, you know, the silver lining and then come to find out after she explains all of that, she comes off in a small breakout group and explains that she contracted COVID two months ago. And so all this animated description and everything she's been doing, she did while ill, while she was ill and almost into ICU with COVID, which was the ultimate story for me because here you have a young lady who's passionate about impacting kids, in this case in the East, uh, I think it's New York City, and she's passionate about this and has found a way to use COVID to her benefit. And then she contracts it, <laughs> I mean, yeah. of, all, of all things. So it was like the, the ultimate example of the best of times, the worst of times. So how's the Angel Y network connect to all this? Oh, God only knows, right? Well, so the year that I founded the Gratitude Network, my wife and I have always had a, a love for food and wine. and you know, we have been a member of many wine clubs here in Northern California because we're so close to um, not only Napa, Sonoma, but Livermore Valley, which has 60 plus wineries is 10 minutes away. So um, we'd always thought, you know, maybe it'd be fun to retire and own a winery. You know, when I looked into it and I realized it's a lot of work when you end up being the farmer and the brand. And so I made a decision that it might be fun to start a wine brand that was in support of entrepreneurship, specifically Gratitude Network and social entrepreneurs. So the same year that we started Gratitude, we started Entrepreneur Wines, which is, you can find at entrepreneurwines.com. And we have completely lucked out on the second or third year, someone introduced us to one of the top winemakers in Napa. Uh, his name is Kirk Bengi. B-E-N-G-E, -E. if you look him up, you know, you'll, you'll see he's regularly scoring 97, 98 point Cabernet, you know, in, in all the major trade rags. A sweetheart of a guy. And he loved the idea that all of our profit from Entrepreneur Wines would support Gratitude Network and help give Gratitude Network a boost in the early days. And so we've now gone through 10 years of winemaking with Kirk and his predecessor winemaker, who was also terrific, and have, you know, 10 years of Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Cabernet that I'm really proud of, much of which has scored 94 plus points in, you know, when we've submitted, we don't have to submit because we're so small, we just work through a club membership primarily. But when we have scored, it's pretty much been you know, really great quality scores. So what is Entrepreneur Wine? Is it like a, is it like a wine club? Yeah. So um, can I actually share while we're on here? 
Okay, let's see if I can I can pull it up. But I'll I'll describe as we're as we're talking about this. So entrepreneur wine, the idea behind it is we do small lot. So you know, first premise is high quality small lot. And what Kirk has done for us is uh, Kirk, our winemaker, he has uh, made it possible for us to have some of the most amazing get the wine from some of the most amazing locations. So, for example, let's see if I can show you the vineyards come from all over Napa and Sonoma. And we describe it here. So our first one was here, uh, Mount Beter, which is a beautiful, uh, as you go up into Napa, it's the first mountain range on the left here. And that's where we started 10 years ago. And then Diamond Mountain, which is up here near Calistoga on the left side of Route 29. And then we lucked in, Kirk got us into Stagecoach Vineyard, which is uh, highly acclaimed and used by some of the top wineries. And then we did a Rutherford. And so, you know, a little bit here and there. And our, our wine, our white wine, Chardonnay, comes from Bacigalupi, which is in the Russian River near Hillsburg. And our Pinot Noir from the Widow's Vineyard, which is uh, also called Dutton Ranch, which is the lower part of uh, Russian River. So what, what the idea was is let's experiment with some of the top districts and, you know, with a, you know, of course, with a top winemaker as well. And so primarily it's been Cabernet. You, you can go through the different years and different, all the different locations that we've, we've done and then have a number of fun activities and events that we've talked about over the years that, you know, either done at our production facility or now the, the virtual, obviously, but we always do something fun, either involving cooking and wine or involving learning about wine. And the, one of the last ones was a Pinot Noir. We did a vertical tasting with our club members to, to explain to them, you know, here's a varietal what what is Pinot like if, if it's Oregon, Washington, California? You know, did you know Pinot Noir is behind the Burgundy region? That that is all Pinot Noir. And so a lot of a lot of learning and that type of thing. So we've had a lot of fun. The primary reason for doing it was, you know, give back, but also the social aspect. And as my friends tease me, we found the perfect social lubricant for for giving back to social impact. So we're all about the social. Awesome. So how do you manage all this and being a Visage chair at the same time? Yeah, well, um, I, when I stopped teaching, I realized that I do like coaching. And I got approached by the regional um, manager for Vistage in the Bay Area at the time. I was sharing with him about Gratitude Network. And he said, yeah, we... Vistage should be supporting that. And I said, well, what's Vistage? <laughs> and let, let's sit down and have dinner. And then next thing I know, I'm gone to the training in San Diego, which you've been to, Ami. You know, here I am. <laughs> so um, I have a group of 14 CEOs here in the Bay Area that I just love working with, all different industries. It kind of keeps me up to date on what, what's really going on on the ground. And it doesn't take too much time. It's... Um, it runs now pretty well on its own. We get great speakers. I work on getting some of the best speakers we can each year. And uh, a lot of it is just problem solving with the group and solving people's uh, issues. And then I coach each of them one-to-one. -one. So easy to schedule it. And most of my time still is put into Gratitude Network.
these days. And how are those companies doing during, doing during COVID? It's a mixed bag. So some of them surprise themselves by growing faster than they thought they would. Uh, an example would be a company that uh, does window shades and blinds and awnings for residences. But in the Silicon Valley, these are pretty good sized residences. So they specialize in these very, very interesting doors and windows and contraptions that wealthy Silicon Valley people put into their homes. And that has gone continuing up because everybody's sitting in their backyard now, can't go out due to COVID and wondering what next can I build back here? And uh, so he's done surprisingly well. On the other hand, unfortunately, we, we did have a member in the group whose business was in building trade show booths. And of course, the whole negative side for him was the trade show industry just completely collapsed this last year. But the positive is you still need to meet people. You still need to have all those meetings. You still want to have speakers. So there's a lot of virtual conferences taking place. And he... Right very quickly pivoted and is well underway with a significant sized business. He's building uh, a tech business that provides all everything you need for the virtual conference. And based on, you know, 15, 20 years of him doing the real conference, he knew a lot about that industry. So I think it helped him very quickly go into the new realm. Awesome. So, you know, we have everything in between. We've, we've had, We've had wineries in, in the group. We've had tons of high tech, which tends to be benefiting in, you know, because of the virtual element here. But yeah, I would say it's a mixed bag because it. it depends on the industry. Certainly sounds like you've built yourself for an exciting, interesting, and full life. Well, wait, there's more. Let's hear about it. Well, we just had our third grandchild. Hey, that's, that's the most account. has to count for something. Uh, but I'm, I love being a granddad and still having not primarily non-gray hair. I think it's really amazing that I managed to become a grandfather and not have a completely white head of hair. But um, I love, for example, my uh, three and a half year old, the oldest of the three, is at that age where everything's a question and everything, she's inquisitive. So I purchased one of those worm farms. So you buy, the, you buy this tiered worm farm and it creates compost. The worms create compost. You put your food scraps in, and she's fascinated by this thing. You know, let's go look at the worms, Grandpa. <laughs> so we have, we're having a good time with that. Do they all live nearby? Yeah, they are. Um, fortunately, all three of our young ladies, three Haken girls, ended up married and here in the Bay Area. So we're That's very, awesome. very fortunate. Well, Randy, it's really been interesting to learn about the Gratitude Network. If someone wants to get involved in it, how, how does that work? Oh, thank you for asking. There are all different levels that someone can get involved. If someone is watching that um, loves to give back and wants to impact young leaders around the world, um, becoming an ambassador, we call them ambassadors, to gratitude is certainly one way to do it. You get actively engaged in learning about some of the fellows. You get to meet them primarily financially contributing, but you also can contribute time-wise and get to know um, the members of the team and the, and the fellows. So that's one way. Another way is if you're an expert in some area that a uh, growth stage business might need help in, then that um, could be a, a way to contribute through our expert advisor program. 
if you're an executive coach and you're watching this, maybe you're a Vistage chair or a coach, we definitely are looking for, um, always looking because we'll be growing. Um, my, the vision is that five years from now, we would not, not have 35 going through the program, but probably hundreds going through the program at, a, at each year. Maybe not just children, but maybe we expand into the environment or into local community and poverty or into global health. So there's so many segments that we can repeat. We can take our, our process and bring it to many other um, segments. Um, and then finally, you know, a, a big way from a corporate perspective, we have a program internally that we call Gratitude Gold. And what we've done is we've taken our kind of proprietary approach to coaching and group work, teamwork, and brought it to growth stage corporations, initially in the Bay Area. And so we've had several clients who are paying the Gratitude Network for coaching services and for our group development work. So for example, one of them that we're just getting started in January is doing with a, a team of 15 mid-level managers they're each getting a coach for six months. And during that six months, those 15 will form a cohort and they will have training on building a high performance team so that they can then take that learning back to each of their teams. They're all mid-level managers that have you know, staff under them. And so that's an example of gratitude gold. What's really intriguing about that program is for every employee that goes through the gratitude gold program it gives us the money to afford to have a social entrepreneur go through our program for free so I it's like i, I think i spoke to one of those groups for you once a couple of years you ago did. you right. did in fact you spoke to the fellows and that was fantastic i was going to mention that when we were talking earlier and one of the you know the tom's shoes model is the one that a lot of people have followed is you you buy a pair of shoes and a, and a, and a, a pair of shoes goes to a deserving uh, person in africa so it's similar to that you train uh, and develop an internal leader and pay for that and we will use that money to provide the coaching and training for a social entrepreneur that would not otherwise have the money to do that that's super cool. Really great. Well, Randy, it's been fantastic to learn all about this. I've always been interested and never known, and now I do. And also, I have to decide if I'm going to go home and show my wife about Entrepreneur Wine Club or not. <laughs> oh, I'm counting. I'm counting on on you becoming a member. Um, I'm sure you are. <laughs> well, and you know, we'll have to we'll have to get you a trial bottle so you can see the quality for yourself. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today and thank you to our listeners and wish everyone well and Godspeed. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining us today on AMI Sites with your host, Ami Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.